Hi guys. Hi. I'm Hannah. And I'm Brandy. And you're listening to Bottle Blondes Podcast. We have a very interesting episode today. It's like nothing we've ever done before. We actually had to like dig in and do research on this. Yeah, we did homework for this. We did homework. Let's go ahead and just start into our one good thing of the week. Um, you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. So. My one good thing that happened this week was on Easter, I really got to spend a lot of time with my family. Um, Noah got an Easter basket, and it was, like, fun watching him, you know, get his Easter basket, and we went to church, and church was really good, and I got to go to my grandma's and spend time with my family, and Dee and Noah went, and we all really got to spend time together, and it was just really good to get all of the family together and eat and socialize and everything like that. So that was my one good thing. Yeah. It was a good day. I had a good Easter. I did have to go to work after, so I feel like I couldn't really enjoy the moment because I had to prepare myself for going into work, so that sucked. Yeah. I had to work, but it's okay. My one good thing, um, I had a really good day yesterday. Monday is usually my... Um, focus on myself day. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone needs one of those. Yes. Um, so I got my hair did, by the way. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed. I feel so much more confident in myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I did, I had a really good day. Uh, got my hair did. I walked around downtown, went to a bookstore, and I got to see the bookstore cat. And (laughs) I cheated on Lola with the bookstore cat. He's very nice, and he likes cuddles a lot more than Lola does. Yeah. Lola has her moments. She does. Hey, baby. It was just a nice day, and then I got, came home and relaxed, and (laughs) that was not my good thing. It was just relaxing, um, day for me, so yeah. Good. That's pretty much it. You guys can probably tell we're not drinking wine today. We're drinking coffee. We're filming kind of early, so uh, we weren't feeling the wine vibe today. So I've got iced coffee. I made my own little iced coffee. I have some black coffee. (laughs) It's delicious. So that was just the vibe for the day that we were feeling. I haven't ate a lot of food today, so I didn't really want to. Yeah. Test it with the wine. I had a really bad migraine last night, so. Yeah. I know we normally talk about good things on here, but I had a really rough past week with me being sick. I know in the last episode, like, me and you both weren't feeling well, but then after that, I progressively got a lot worse, and I had to leave work. I was in excruciating pain. The lymph nodes in my neck were, like, sticking out. They were so swollen. I was crying and I was like, something's wrong. So I ended up having to go to the urgent care and, um, turns out I have another ear infection. I just had an ear infection like two months ago and now it's in the other side and I've been on antibiotics and trying to get rid of this ear infection. But today is like the first day I'm actually starting to feel like myself again and starting to feel better. And, you know, my swelling went down a lot and, Today's the first day, like, I actually feel like a person, and I don't feel sick and blah, so um, I'm back at work, and hopefully Thursday I can get back in the gym and just get back to normal, but I've just been in, like, a really crazy, weird feeling because, like, you know I'm not one to, like, lay around all the time, but, like, that's, I've had no energy, Mm -hmm. and I hate, like, 
not wanting to get up and do things and I feel like I'm being lazy but like I've just felt awful so I'm finally getting better I had to like flush out my ears and like irrigate my ears at the doctor and like that I've never had that done before it was like the weirdest feeling yeah. like ever that doesn't sound like it's <laughs> it's uncomfortable but I did feel a relief after Lola is really Lola is like Oh, look at her. <laughs> she said, I'm a part of this. Okay. Today's episode is quite different than anything we've ever done before. We are going to talk about conspiracy theories today. And we have done a lot of research on these certain topics. <laughs> you looking at me. Hey, baby. Do you have lotion on? No. So, in this crazy world that we live in, there's so much going on and <laughs> some mess. Um, I'm just going to name a few things, and I just want to know if you believe in them or not. Just some crazy right. things. Okay, so, one, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. For sure? Yes. Yes, I do as well. Okay. Aliens. <sighs> do you think there's something else out there? I do think that there's possibly something else out there. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. So, I'm kind of iffy on that one. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe in vampires? Hmm. I don't know. A part of me, like, does, mm -hmm. you know, believe <laughs> that some people out there are supernatural, but then the other part of me, like, from a religious standpoint, kind of thinks, like, that was never mentioned in the Bible, like, so it's kind of, yeah, a part of me does and a part of me doesn't. I feel like I want to believe it because, right, like, I, I would, that's cool to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have some evidence that I'll back this up with later. I have, I have all the evidence. Okay, so, um, witches, do you believe in witches? Um, yes, to an extent, I, I do believe that there are people out there who have, which type of abilities? Yeah. I don't believe they're out there casting spells. No, but I feel like they have like a more intuition. Yes, things, like psychics. They have like a stuff. gift. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think they're out there just. Whoop, 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 yeah, I don't think they're out there riding broomsticks <laughs> or nothing. But okay, mermaids. Well, I didn't until there's been all this mermaid Did talk. You see that video? Yes, <laughs> and I said, if that's what mermaids look like, they need to keep them down in the water because that thing was scary. I was like, that is not the type of mermaid I thought I was going to be looking at. I was going to be looking at Aquamarine. <laughs> right, and I was like, ooh, keep them down there, like, like, if it's real, anyway. I don't know, there's a possibility. Yeah, um, maybe I mean, so. Well, whatever. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go into our first topic, uh, just ghost stories. And yes. Why. I believe that there are ghosts because yeah. there's just some things that you just can't explain. Exactly. I think that there are definitely spirits mm -hmm. from the past or like our loved ones that are around us mm -hmm. and some of the things that just happen, like you said, you can't explain. Mm -hmm. Like it's just and it's like really weird. So that's just a coincidence. And But if it happens multiple times, I don't know if it's a coincidence right. anymore. 
Um, I know you have a good story to tell. I have a crazy story. Story to tell. Yes, I have a crazy story. Um, my mom could back this up. My whole family, like when they tell it, they all tell the same story. So like I know it's not made up. And I personally don't remember this because I was very, very young. I was like four or five when this happened. And it's just one of those stories that you can't explain. Like, it's very weird. I'll give you, like, the short version of it. So, when I was around four or five, I was in and out of hospitals. Like, I was very, very sick. And I had pneumonia. And, you know, on a kid, like, pneumonia is hard on a kid, you know. I had pneumonia, I had a, some lung issues, and um, I had to get my tonsils and adenoids removed because they were staying inflamed and, like, I couldn't breathe, and it was just a lot of stuff going on with me, so I was, like, in and out of the hospital and having the surgery and stuff. I just don't think it's a coincidence that all this started happening when I was in the hospital and I was very sick, mm-hmm. that... I started saying very weird things, and my mom was, like, kind of questioning it, but I was little, so she thought that I may just had a big imagination, which I still do, but she may have just thought that, like, I was making it up, you know? So I kept telling her while I was in the hospital that my grandpa would come and visit me, and she'd be like, oh, your granddad, and which is my mom's dad, mm-hmm. who's passed away now. And I was like, no, my grandpa. And I didn't call any of my grandparents grandpa. I had my granddad and my papa, which my papa had already passed away. Or he was about to pass away at this point. So he was not in the picture, really. Mm -hmm. And she was like, your granddad. And I was like, no, my grandpa. And she was like, who is her grandpa? Like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't call anybody grandpa. And, you know, in the hospital, I would be like, talking to my grandpa and my mom was just like okay that's freaking weird you know but whatever and she kind of tried to let it go and then when I come home from the hospital and everything I was still talking to grandpa and my mom started to get concerned because she was like what the heck you know I had a board game of Candyland (laughs) in the floor and I was talking to someone moving their piece for them playing Candyland And she was like, who are you playing with? And I was like, my grandpa. And she was like, okay, I'm getting a little concerned now. So she was like, tell me what your grandpa looks like. And I was like, oh, he's got really big ears and he wiggles his ears and he wears all these funny hats and he's, he is so funny. Like I kept telling her, like, he makes me laugh. Like he's so funny. And she was like, okay. And I told her that he had a hat with a shiny thing on it. And then he had a shirt with the same shiny thing on it. And that was maybe in like five. That was like the best way I could describe it. And she's thinking a police uniform because, you know, they have the badge and like the old timey police uniforms. They have wore the hat with the badge and then the badge on their chest. Mm -hmm. And she was like thinking and she was like, oh, my gosh, she is describing this man. And he was like my grandpa's my granddad his grandfather so there was like no freaking way I would know who that is because he had been dead a very long time and she was like she can't be talking about him but the way I was describing how he looked I was describing him like to a T because he was a police officer Mm -hmm. and she thought it was weird and she told my grandma and my granddad she was like the way she's describing him it sounds like it's 
this person. And then out of the blue one day, I came to my mom and I was like, my grandpa's really sad today. And she was like, why is he sad? And I was like, his baby died. Okay, I'm five. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, where would I, where else would I get this from? And she was like, it clicked. She was like, oh my God, she is talking about this guy. Because back in the day, he had a son who burned to death. And he died. And she asked me what his name was. And I said his name was John. And that was his son's name. So my mom's like, like mind blown. She was like, how in the freaking world does she know this? And she was like, she's never seen pictures of him. We've never talked about him because he's been dead for a really long time. So like, where is she getting this from? So my granddad, he was very religious, you know, and he was like very into the Bible. And he was like, I can't. I can't explain what's going on. Like, I can't explain how she knows that. Like, we haven't told her. Mm-hmm. So then my grandma one day had got a picture box and found a picture of him in it. And she showed it to me and she was like, Hannah, who is this? And I was like, that's my grandpa. Like, I recognized <laughs> him. And like, everybody just had cold chills all over their body. Like, what in the world? And then there for a while, I kind of quit talking about him. And then... My mama asked me one day, she was like, Hannah, like, you haven't talked about your grandpa in a while. Like, where is he? And I was like, he went home and never talked about him again. And I do not remember. I have no recollection of this at all. I've read somewhere that, like, kids, like, um, growing up, like, when they reach, like, the age of five, like, they can no longer, like, remember and see the ghosts anymore. Kids are more open. They're more open to it. And, like, they don't even realize it, like, right, and then they just kind of, like, forget about, like, when they're five, like, they kind of, I feel like that's how people are nowadays, like, they're not open, they don't really think it's, think it's really real or anything, right, that's why they can't really, but back in the day, back in the day, like, people didn't really talk about that, like, when Mm -hmm. that was our age, like, I didn't hear anybody talking about that kind of stuff, and I think it is just very strange to me how it was when I was a very sick kid, Mm-hmm. how then he came to me and that's strange because I've heard a lot of stories about how a lot of sicker kids like that are in and out of hospitals a lot see people in their hospital room and stuff like I've I've read some stuff about that so I just wonder if it was the fact that I was just in bad health at that time or what was going on and that's why he came but why mm-hmm. him though that's so crazy like i Never knew who he was. And to this day, like, I've seen pictures of him since then. But I don't have any recollection at all. I just know the story that they've told me. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody told the same story. Even my dad was, like, freaked out by the whole thing. Which Mm -hmm. I'd be freaked out, too. Like, that's really, really weird. Right around the time, like, when my dad had passed, we just kept noticing stuff in the house. It's just, like, weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom was cooking breakfast that one morning, and, like, a spoon just, like, flew off the counter. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. It was not, like, barely hanging on or anything. It was sitting, like, upright on the counter like this. Flew off on the porch. Picked it back up. A couple of minutes later. Oh, wow. Weird things like that. And then, actually, the other day, because I've moved back to um, my mom's now, so... I don't know, like, I was asleep, and then, like, I was dreaming, and then, like, I kind of woke up, and then I just heard somebody say, hello, hello, like, clear as day, as I'm talking to you right now. Well, this happened to me the other day. Oh, wow. And I just, like, 
is there somebody here? And I went through the whole house and like nobody else was there. And I just heard it like so clear. Hello? Hello? Wow. So that kind of flipped me out. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then this was uh, right around when my dad passed. Um, my little cousin Luke, he was spending the night with us. Mm-hmm. So he slept in the bed with my mom. He was probably like four or five at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he had woke up and like him and my mom were laying in the bed. She told me this story. And she said, Luke was just sitting there staring in the corner. And she was like, what is it? And he was like, there's a man over there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and my mama was like, what? And he said, there's a name right there. Wow. So that's like, I feel like kids, like, like they're, kids yeah. can stuff. Like, that's when I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. He was just like, there's a man right there. Just, just nonchalant, just like. nonchalant, like, hey. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, you said that after your dad passed, there was a lot of weird things going on. Yeah. I had a really weird thing after my granddad passed away because me and my granddad were close and it was very all of a sudden when he passed away and one night this was maybe a few days like after the funeral was over I had a very vivid dream like very vivid I can remember everything about the dream still Mm -hmm. and you know you forget about dreams you know but still to this day and this was almost three years ago I still remember perfectly what happened and we were sitting I don't know where we were but he was sitting in like a chair and I was sitting on a couch and I don't remember I don't know exactly where we were but I remember what it looked like and um he was like don't cry for me don't grieve for me because you know I told you he was very very religious Mm -hmm. and he was like if you knew where I was right now you would not be crying for me He said, you're not crying for me. You're crying for you because I don't want to come back. Like, I'm in heaven. And he was like, and heaven is the most unimaginable place. He was like, there's no way your mind could fathom what this is. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird because it sounded like when I told my grandma And my mom, about the dream, they were like, that is exactly what he would say. I saw him very clearly, and I was kind of hoping, like, I would have more dreams about him Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see him, but I never had another dream after that. And, like, I would think about him before I went to bed because, you know, they say if you think about something before you go to bed, like, you'll dream about it sometimes. And, like, Mm -hmm. I wanted another dream so bad, but I never got one, so. But, like, that was, like, his, like, last, like, piece. Right. So, finally... Like, he wanted to let you know that everything was okay. And he came to me. Yeah. Like, he didn't go to my grandma. He didn't go to my mom. But, like, he thought he, came to me. he probably needed it. Cause yeah. Because he didn't really get closure. Right. And I didn't because, you know, that day I was supposed to, like, eat dinner with him. And then that mm-hmm. morning he died. So, I think that was, like, my his way of giving me my closure. And I believe 100% that that came straight from him. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that I talked to him in that moment. So... I believe it. I believe it, too. I feel like it's kind of like they just, like, the, the ghosts are here just uh, until they find their peace mm-hmm. and make sure everything's okay on earth, and then that's when they go to heaven. And yep. Like, and after that, you can't tell me heaven ain't real. Yeah. I, you can't tell me. You cannot convince me otherwise. Well, when I was little, um, I used to have dreams. Like, my mom had a miscarriage before she had me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I used to have these dreams, and in my dreams, I would tell my mama, 
I was playing with my sister. Oh, wow. And my mom didn't know the gender of the baby or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had the miscarriage, like, kind of kind of early-ish, but, like, she didn't really know. I don't really know the whole story. But I said, I had a dream, and me and my sister were playing, and I was like, we were just out in this field, round and around, playing, and I was like, she had red hair. And, like, I wow. knew she had, and, like, my grandma had has red hair mm-hmm. and I was like I was like that could have been a possibility like, right she could have had red hair <laughs> like right I was, like, I was in the dream playing with my sister and she had red hair and we were playing in the field like and that's just weird that's wild and um Colton when he was younger you know um my aunt had a baby that had um he was born and he passed, passed a away while later yeah and said Colton used to come up to her and be like um, I'm playing in the ring with my brother. He's flying around in here. Like, he has wings. Like, he was flying around. Whoa. And she said that she would take him to, like, other people's houses, and they'd be like, you need to come and get him. <laughs> get, him get him out of my house. But he, he's, that's what she said, that he would just all the time, oh, he's flying around in here. We're playing. Whoa. Like, and, like, he was young. He was probably, like, four so that's like I feel like it's a common age have those experiences right Garrett does this like he has like the gear and like he tries to find the ghost and stuff I thought I want to go one time we should go with him yeah and see what we can he has a YouTube channel he does and he's been to like two places and like See, Garrett, I don't, I don't know, he said he kind of believes, but, like, you're, you got the ghost equipment, and you, like, you don't know if you believe or not. He's trying to convince himself of it, I feel like. Right. And he said he's seen some weird things. Like, he mm-hmm. has, like, all the little, like, the little device that goes off, and, like, you can, like, hear stuff. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I've watched his videos. They're pretty cool. Now we're going to go into, um, aliens. So, okay, so you can't got tell my notes. me that this is the only planet in this whole universe that there is intelligent life. Yeah. So do you believe that they're like more advanced than us? Like how they portray it in the movies like with these big old ships and like or do you believe that we're kind of the same? I think we're kind of the same. I don't think they're way superior than us because if that's the case like I feel like we would have seen them by now and like they would have made a bigger appearance but they're kind of just like oh, we saw something here, we saw something there, but mm-hmm. it's unclear. Like, do they not want to be seen? See, I feel like, this is what I was looking into, I feel like they, maybe their planet is off, that their own isn't suitable for them anymore. It's dying, and they're, like, looking at Earth, like, maybe that's the second option for us to go to, because... <laughs> or maybe they have, like, a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. But do I think they're all weird-looking... I don't think that's really realistic. I think they're similar. I think they might be similar. They're similar to us. Not like not like how they portray it in like the movies. In like the T V shows. Like Yeah. Okay, so I um I watch Roswell, not like the new one, like the older one with um um Izzy from Grey's Anatomy, she was in it. Yeah. It was like kinda cause Roswell, New Mexico, that's like the big The big alien, alien. yes. Like thing. So that's where that took place. I don't think they're like those aliens and no. they just look completely human and they're like Yeah. I feel like they kinda look they look like us a little bit, but they don't exactly I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're um, kind of similar. Yeah. 
So I have some notes about Area 51 because okay. that's where everybody believes that all of the alien stuff happens. And I found a few little interesting things yesterday. And I'm going to look at my notes, guys, because I didn't memorize it. Area 51, this is crazy. So obviously it's like owned by the Air Force, like the government. Mm -hmm. And the government the, is going to come for us after making this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm sure we're not the only people that's ever talked about this. So... The employees have to reach the facility by unmarked airplanes. Like, it's not a place that you can just go and drive to. Mm -hmm. They have to get on a plane, and they're unmarked, which is weird. Like, that's sketch already. It's obviously under, like, 24-hour surveillance. Like, not just anybody can go there. Mm -hmm. So, this is the crazy part. So, in 1989, a man named Robert Lazar claimed that he used to work for Area 51, and that he worked on extraterrestrial technology inside. He told Las Vegas reporters that he saw autopsy photos of aliens inside the facility and that the U.S. government used the facility to examine recovered alien spacecrafts, spaceships. Then he was uncredited, mm -hmm. saying like he made it up or whatever, but it still got people's minds turning because it's like, why would he just make that up? Like, you know, but yeah. he was uncredited by people who work there and by the Air Force and the government and whatnot. Obviously, when some of this stuff comes out about what's going on in Area 51, like, it sh the government just tries to shut it down because they don't want us to know. Right. That's what, how it is. That's why some people get killed, I'm, I swear. Like, people get killed for knowing too much. Yeah. And this is kind of goes into that. It says... The workers cannot reveal what goes on inside of there, and if they find out that they do, it's believed that they, you know, it's a crime, and it's believed that it's considered a crime of treason and can receive the death penalty. That's the theory. Like you said, people die for knowing too much. Yeah. Like, it, it makes like sense. Stuff got out. Like, obviously, we know they're hiding stuff. Yeah, of course. They're basically controlling everybody. Yeah. But, I don't, I don't know. You remember a couple years ago when all those people were trying to break into Area 51? Yes. Yeah. Like, I wish it would have worked. I wish they would have got it through. They were, they had guns. Like, they were going to kill people, like, trying to run into Yeah. Because that's how serious And what's is. in there that we can't know about? That you have to use guns. To keep people to out. To keep people out. Like, yeah. It's just. It's us, guys. I know that, like, people think, like, oh, that's where the aliens and stuff are. I think there's more to it than that too i feel like they they're testing on all kind of stuff in there I yeah like aliens is like the main one but i feel like that's where they do all of their testing for right stuff. i've seen um videos and like some of them i feel like people have made up mm -hmm. like some of them seem kind of real and there's like people that said they've had encounters with UFOs, there's people going out and saying that they've been aboard the spaceship and they yeah. had their memory wiped and, like, all kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Like, some of those sound believable and some of them kind of sound made up, so. Right. Just try for clout, but. <laughs> yeah, for the clout. I mean, who really knows if any of this stuff's true? That's why it's a theory, not a fact. <laughs> it's just a theory, guys. Okay, so I'm going to go into, um vampires because I did extensive research on vampires in New Orleans. Okay, so when I went to New Orleans, I got this book, um, nonfiction. This is real. <laughs> this is vampires in New Orleans. And I just 
have two stories that I wanted to share about vampires. So first off, um, if you are a vampire and you're listening, um, please come turn me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like I feel like media has like romanticized vampires, right? Um, obviously, a lot, yeah. Um, Damon in class, yeah. For sure, if you are a vampire and you like Damon in class. <laughs> I don't think all of them are that good looking. I did go to New Orleans and it was magical. Like the witches in the street and mm-hmm. like it's just like you have to go. Like it's crazy. I want to go so bad. Um, so the first story I was going to talk about um, is the Carter brothers. John and Wayne Carter. Mm-hmm. Were they Klaus and Elijah? Maybe. Probably. There were two brothers in New Orleans so... But anyways, okay, so this happened in 1932. This girl just starts running out um, from the streets, like, saying she's been captured, and she made her way out, and she was like, there's others in there, like, you have to go save them, mm-hmm. um, and she was really weak, and she had, um, like, all over her, like, marks and stuff all over her hands. The police and stuff got involved, and they went to where she was captured at, and there were, like, four other girls there. And they were all hot bandages and stuff all over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, drained of blood. And, like, two of them are, were dead because they had consumed all their blood. They were dead. Oh, wow. Um, so, basically, what would happen was the two brothers, they would leave, like, right before the sun came up. So, obviously, they were going somewhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when the sun came out, like, you know, you know they couldn't be out. out. Right. And that's consistent that, to that lore. But, so, and then they would come back, like, after, um, night. They would come back at night, so, you know, they could travel back at night, and they went back to this, um, attic where they were keeping these girls. And they, their wrists, they would cut their wrists all up, and they would just pour their blood in glasses and sit there and drink their blood for the day, and then they'd bandage the girls back up and leave them back there. So, Ooh, wow. Yes. That's, that's dark. <laughs> it is very dark. That happened for like a while. They would take girls and they would come at, at night and drink their blood. And then they'd leave them up there in the attic. And I don't know how that one girl escaped, but she made it out. And wow. so when they came there, yeah, they were dead bodies of drained of blood. And then the other girls barely had any blood left in them. So they were coming and drinking their blood every night, basically. So that's kind of weird. There's another story. This one's um, really famous about the casket girls in New Orleans. And so basically, this was um, 1728. Okay, so New Orleans, it kind of just like became like established and everything. And so the French king um, sent over these girls. And like they were pure, like they were virgins. Mm-hmm. And they were, he sent them over to like colonize mm-hmm. more so they could get married and... I have a list of names, too, and and ages of all these girls in this book, too, if you wanted to look at it. So, this is, like, all the girls' names that were on the boat and their ages and stuff. Thirteen? Yeah. Wow. They had some youngins in there. Sixteen, seventeen, fourteen, fifteen. Wow. Yeah. So, they were, like, um, French women. um, They were young. They were virgins. They sent them over to hopefully find husbands there to make an offspring and just, like, repopulate that area, you know? Right. So, they brought the girls in, and they brought all their belongings, the girls did, in caskets. Mm-hmm. So, and then 
apparently when the caskets were searched later, there wasn't anything in them. So they're thinking that vampires got on the snuck on to the boat, mm-hmm. and they were turning all these girls during their voyage to New Orleans. So the girls got there and they stayed in. I think it's pronounced like the Ursuline Cub coven or something it was these nuns mm-hmm. so they were going to be taking care of the girls and stuff and they were going to be living with them until they got married there was like something weird about the girls they were really pale and stuff mm-hmm. and they kept them in the third floor with their windows and doors shut and the pope like had these like blessed nails and stuff like they were keeping these girls in there so some of them did get married off and it said they were treated really poorly by their husbands and stuff and they Mm -hmm. thought there was something off about the girls yeah and so the king ordered like that they come home because like they weren't really getting marriages or anything so they were went to retrieve the girls from the attic and they were all gone Oh. And then people started to investigate, they, like, where did they go, like, mm-hmm. and there were two, um, like, police and, like, that went to go investigate this, and the next morning, they were found in the street strained of blood. Oh, that's interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> well, in New Orleans, they say if you go to that place, like, sometimes you see, like, the doors open and shut, like, they're coming back and, like, staying in there, like, it's crazy. Oh, wow. So, do you believe in vampires now? Is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, Either they're vampires or they're very sick individuals. One of the two. Yeah. But I just think it was weird that they were ordered to come home and then they went to get them and they were gone. Yeah. And then anyone who tried to investigate it or anything ended up drained of blood dead. Yeah, that is. So, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. So, do you think vampires are, like, really, like, immortal? Do you think... What do you think about that? See, I think if that was the case, if they were immortal, that they would be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And people would catch on mm-hmm. eventually. Like, hey, you're not aging. You should be 100 years old by now. Yeah. So, I don't know if that part of it's true, because I think it would be too obvious. Mm-hmm. And both of these stories, it seems like they'd had to drink blood to survive. So yeah. that's very, like... Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have all these abilities and stuff that, like... They can run real fast. Yeah, and they <laughs> do all this stuff, but I don't know. And maybe they still are in New Orleans. Maybe they are immortal. Maybe they're keeping it a secret. Or maybe they, like, relocate after mm-hmm. so long. I mean, I can see it. My next topic is time travel. A lot of people feel like time travel is real. What do you, What do you think? Okay, so, I have a theory. (laughs) A theory? A theory. You know, like, the whole, like, Mandela effect theory? Yes. So, people are saying that, like, time travel's messed up with that because they went back and then little things things. Yeah. Right. I feel like people have worked on it. Like, there's been evidence of people, like, trying to figure it out and stuff. Yeah. And I think maybe thousand more years we might see some things yeah well we won't we'll be dead we won't we'll be dead, <laughs> i don't know i would like for it to be real i would like to go back and live in london in the 1800s and not have to live in this time period yeah everything was much simpler then this is 
very strange. Uh, I found the story really interesting. So, a man named John Titer posted on the internet in the year 2000, claiming that he was from the future and he was predicting the end of the world. He was a soldier from the year 2036. This is the year a computer virus was supposed to wipe out the world, mm -hmm. which is strange. So his mission, the reason why he time traveled, was to go back to the year 1975 to get a IBM 5100 computer. I don't know what that is, but that's what he was looking for. But apparently this was like necessary equipment that they needed to fight this computer virus or whatever they had going on. So, but he went to the year 2000 because he wanted to visit his three-year-old self. And the whole rule of time travel is you can't make any stops. Like, that's the theory. Like, you have to go straight there. You're like, you're not supposed to jump, mm -hmm. you know. But he wasn't able to get to 1975 because he stopped in 2000 because he wanted to visit himself when he was three years old. So, he responded to questions other had asked other people had asked him for four months. So he stayed for four months describing future events. He always made like a disclaimer that alternate realities do exist, so his reality might not be our reality. He said that there was a dire need for everyone to learn first aid and everyone needed to stop eating beef because in his time, mad cow disease had made a comeback and it was killing a lot of people. So he was telling everybody to stop eating beef. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he said it was like a serious threat, killing a lot of people. And he provided like technical statements on how time travel worked. And he had a lot of grainy like photos of his machine. But mm -hmm. nobody could really make out what it looked like because the photos were horrible quality. So that's kind of weird. Um, I don't know if that could have been proven to be true. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people said it kind of looked like a car, like a, old, like a futuristic car type thing. So I don't know. But on March 24, 2001, he offered a final piece of advice to everyone. And he said, this is strange, but this was his final piece of advice. He says, bring a gas can with you when your car dies on the side of the road. And then he signed off and returned home and was never heard from again. But I think the crazy thing about this is I would say this dude's stupid and crazy. Like, I would say he made all this up and, like, this story's not really that interesting because anybody could have said that. Mm -hmm. But what made it interesting to me is when this guy came out, nobody recognized him. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody claimed to know him. Like, he was just this mystery person Nobody knew who he was, mm -hmm. and then he just fell off the face of the earth, and nobody ever found him or heard from him ever again. Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's very weird, and wasn't found dead, like, no remains or anything, like, and I don't think anybody ever physically met him. So, that's what's weird to me about the whole thing. Is that nobody claimed to know him. Like, somebody would have had to have known him if he was just making all this crap up, you know? Yeah. But nobody ever met him. Nobody ever claimed to know him. And then he just disappeared into thin air. So, they're thinking he went back. Mm -hmm. So, that is weird. What do you think about alternate realities? I don't know. I don't understand it, really. Mm -hmm. I guess I don't understand it enough to have an opinion 
like how that works. I seen this TikTok um, of this girl and she said she had just had like a really bad car crash and then she had woke up the next day and she like she just felt like her family and her friends didn't really feel like her family and her friends. She said they were kind of similar and kind of not. And she said she felt like she was transported into a different reality. She said because her world was, there were some things that were similar, but said that like even her close family and friends just kind of felt a little off. And like mm. they weren't exactly the people that she remembered. Did she have brain damage? Like, <laughs> can we can we think that maybe like she wasn't right? Like, I don't know, but she's saying that she thinks that she was in a different reality and she switched to this one and she's trying to cope with living with these people and she don't know, like if mm. she does, she thinks she just transferred and switched to a different reality. I don't know. It kind of sounds that. like he said, she said, like, yeah. do you believe her or not? Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of, I'm kind of there. Detail, like, in her TikToks, like, I was watching them, like, I don't know. People say, like, when you dream, sometimes you're in your alternate reality self's world. Now, that I could kind of make sense of. Because mm-hmm. some dreams that you have, you can't really explain or understand why you dreamed that. Mm-hmm. And how you see people that you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. That's weird because, like, I've had dreams about people over and over, like, the same person. I don't know who that person is. Yeah. So that, that on that aspect, I could kind of make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Deja vu moments. Yeah. Like, I've had that all the time. Like, oh, I've experienced this before. Yeah. I've did this before. Yeah. I've dreamed about this before, and then it happened. Yeah. Was that me going to my alternate reality yeah. in my dream and then... Re- coming back it was like yeah this happened to me i've been um more aware of my dreams like i know i'm in a dream i've been having these moments where like i know i'm like laying in my bed and like i can't move or anything like sleep paralysis yeah because i'm still in the dream and then you'll start to control your dreams yeah sometimes you wake up from your dream and you kind of have to adjust to this world because you were living in this other world in your dream and then you wake up yeah You feel weird. You feel kind of weird. Like, you feel kind of like you're still in the dream. Mm, That's kind of unexplainable, you know, why you feel that way. I really want to do a research about dreams. Yeah. I feel like they're really interesting. That kind of just, like, popped in my head. That's probably something we should have talked about, but Mm -hmm. that's interesting. (sighs) (laughs) This next one's a little controversial, and I know that. Um... I'm not going to speak too much on it. I'm going to touch on it because I did find it interesting. And I wonder if anybody else feels this way too about COVID. And I 100% believe that COVID is a real, like the pandemic was real. Um, I mean, Dee experienced it and it was really hard. And I know a lot of people have lost their loved ones to COVID. But there's a theory about how COVID became a thing. And I don't really know where I stand on this. It could be true, but it's hard to say, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people think that COVID-19 was a man-made disease from China. And because that's where it started, supposedly. And it's so weird how it just became, like, everywhere so quick. Right. Which like makes this spread. even more strange. A lot of people believe that it was man-made, and it was believed to be a bioweapon from China, and they got it from bats that, like, 
they got the disease, like the SARS, whatever, Mm -hmm. from the bats, and man made it and spreaded it. And it was supposed to be like a bioweapon. I don't, I don't know my opinion on that really, but it did spread very quickly. And it was strange how all of a sudden it was like, boom, everybody has it. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people believe that it was used for population control because they knew this disease could potentially be deadly and it would kill people, which is really messed up. Like, that's horrible. And then there's the whole thing that they think Bill Gates was behind it. Now, that I don't know if that's true. Kind of feel like that's that's kind of a hoax. I think it was just a coincidence that he talked about population control before and his The Great Reset Plan for Population Control, and it was like his non-sinister way of decreasing the population. A lot of people think it's connected. I think it's a coincidence, personally, but this is just a theory. And um, the vaccine, uh, it is believed that it causes fertility blocking, which also could control population, which there has been some people who have done research on the vaccine saying that it can cause infertility. Mm -hmm. And me, myself, that's the sole reason why I'm not vaccinated. Because I want to have a family. And yeah. that's something I want for myself one day. And even if it's not true, I'm not sitting here saying this is a fact. Like, disclaimer, this is a theory. But I don't want to take that chance if it is true. Yeah. So, I just don't think that's something I want to gamble on. So, that's why I personally did not take the vaccine. I've never had covid um, if I did, I didn't know it, but I've, every single test I've ever had was negative, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is something people have spun into something more than what it is. I do feel the government hyped it up a lot, and now things are just finally starting to die down, like, yeah. from all of this COVID, and it's been almost three years, mm-hmm. and going on three years now, and it's it's been crazy. Like, this is the first time in my lifetime where I've experienced something like this. Like, I remember Ebola and all that, but I don't remember it being like like this. But that's what my mom and, like, my grandma was like, like, we hadn't seen nothing like this in our lifetime. Like, this is wild. But I I completely agree, like, on the fertility thing. Like, I feel like I already kind of have problems with that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm I'm not It's like you don't want to take that chance, you know? I've seen it. Um, personally, and then I've heard stories about women that were pregnant and got the vaccine and ended up losing their baby. I know a girl personally that I used to work with who had this issue saying that after she took the vaccine, she no longer ovulated anymore. And it was like maybe two months after she took the vaccine where they timed it out at because she was trying to have another baby. So... That's something that really happened to somebody I know. So that was just more the reason was like, you know, even if true or not, I don't want to take that gamble. So yeah. that's just my view on like it. The vaccine kind of came out really quick. And then like everybody was just like, all right, we're jumping on this. We're taking it. And that's, um, I understand you and I understand your concerns and I understand why other people took the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not hating on the vaccine or anything. No. I do believe it does help some people and my patients at work I encourage them to get vaccinated because they are very immunocompromised Mm -hmm. and 
I did believe that in their unique situation that they could benefit from that because mm-hmm. if one of my patients was to get COVID and it was to hit them bad enough, they would die. Yeah. So I encouraged my patients to get the vaccine. It was just not my personal choice. I didn't judge anybody who did. No. Put that out there. Don't come for me. A lot of people I work with got the vaccine and stuff and like people were saying that I should get it and I'm, I just, I don't know, I just didn't have enough information on it. I believe it should be each individual's choice. Yes. Whether that's something they want to do. It should be mandatory. Right. To get the vaccine. For sure. Um, That's all we're going to say on this topic. Yep, we're coming off of that. Um, But I just thought that was, I think, kind of it's a bunch of bullshit. But it's a theory. Next thing, uh, the theory about the metaverse. Oh, I have notes on that. Let me get these out. <laughs> okay, so the metaverse um, is starting up. It's going to be this like interactive thing. Like you put on your headsets. And it's virtual stuff. reality. Virtual reality thing. So basically, like The Sims, but in real life. In real life. And, Conda. Yeah. This is where I get to the point where the rich people have so much money that they're creating another fake world to live into. And I cannot even afford to live in the real world. And the amount of money that these people are putting into this fake world, I'm like, do you realize what you can do with that amount of money? How, how many people, like our country, like they say America is the greatest country in the world, but like America's poor. Mm-hmm. Over half the population are under min, uh, way under minimum wage. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. And I just... These people will have so much money, and they could do so much good yeah. with that money and help people. Like, I just don't understand. Like, the cost um, of having a baby in America yeah. is ridiculous. The thousands and thousands of dollars you have to pay just to have a baby in America. So, the cost of living in America and the housing crisis and just everything, like, America is very poor right now. I'm yeah. very poor. It's hard to yeah. live as a person afford things right now in america so right but I, I feel like these people have so much money that they're putting all this money into this fake world when you, you could do so much you could help homelessness in america and yeah poverty like it's, there's much more valuable things they could be spending their money on other than fake things that really but, don't exist I honestly think it's really cool, like, because I love Sims, so the <laughs> concept sounds cool. Yeah. But I'm not putting thousands of dollars, I can't even, I don't even have thousands of dollars to live in the real world. Yeah, I know, right? There's going to be different lands in the metaverse, and all these companies are, like, buying out these different lands and property in the metaverse. Like, there's going to be water parks, there's going to be movie theaters, you can go to... I heard about that. Yeah, it it sounds really cool, but then I'm thinking like, all right, you're in line for this for this fake water park. All right, thirty five dollars to get in (laughs) and go slide down the slide. Why don't I go to a real right? (laughs) Slide down the slide. One of like these big investors in the metaverse is Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's having like this whole like land in there. I just watched his video on his house in the metaverse and everything. So, am I going to have to pay to go and Snoop Dogg? <laughs> is, is he going to be having a concert on a big boat in the metaverse and you have to go and pay to get into this Probably. Concert? Probably. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like this is, our world is slowly, like, transferring into this dystopian society. Like, yeah. So, this man um, allegedly paid 
almost half a million dollars, um, $450,000 to the Snoop Dogg's neighbor in the universe. I can't even imagine in my life that I will even own that much money. $450,000. Yeah. But he paid that much just to buy the lot next to his in the metaverse. That's just wild to me. And yeah. then I saw this thing about this yacht that was sold in the metaverse for like almost a million dollars for a fake yacht <laughs> in a fake world. A lot of people are going through the Oculus virtual reality, and mm-hmm. Noah got one for Christmas. And you remember when we put it on? It's freaky. Like, it, it feels very real. And you can walk around, and you have to stay in, like, the little circle, you know. And if you step out of the circle, it'll tell you to go back in the circle. You put it on, and, like, there's a thing on there, like, it's, like, this beach resort. <laughs> and, like, I was like, I'm going to make me a drink and walk around. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, it is very realistic. It is. One thing about the metaverse that I saw was that nobody really owns it. Like, everybody just kind of goes to it, but it's not really anybody's... Like, that no one owns it. So, a lot of people are trying to seek freedom Mm -hmm. through it. Because, like, it's not owned by the government. Like, it's just where you can do what you want to do. And that's the appeal for a lot of people, which I guess I could kind of understand. Are they filming in the neighbors? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I don't know if they... They're filming and I'll die and then I'll respawn or something. Like Fortnite? Yeah. A lot of people believe that it's going to reduce, like, social media use, such as Instagram... People say, like, it has toxic effect on teenagers' mental health. And Facebook, there's too many conspiracy theories and, like, misinformation. And I think they're trying to pull people away from that. And one last thing, Elon Musk mocked the metaverse. He said it was very stupid. And, (laughs) I mean, that's his opinion. Um, He has come out with this new thing called Neuralink. And this is creepy. It is a neurotechnology company that primarily aims to deploy brain implants into humans for restoring and enhancing physical capabilities through computers. It's like a chip. A chip in your head. Like the hundred. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, like, what I was thinking, like, or... So, if you wanted to know something, or did you download the new chip for this month that gives you all this information? So, do I have to go to school now to do this, or can you just put a chip in my head and then, oh, well, I know what I'm doing now. I can be a lawyer. I have all this information in my head. Oh, do you, you want to learn sign language? Let me put this no. chip in your head, and now you, now you know this language. Now you can do this. That's like, what people are kind of saying the goal of it is. I've strange where that's going to connect to the metaverse. That people are going to use that to go into the metaverse, and then you're going to be able to feel the things mm. in the metaverse. See, the whole thing about the metaverse getting people away from the social media, I feel like that's just advancing it. Yeah. I don't really see that. Yeah. Like, that's just what I read. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's just what I saw. I mean, I think it'd be cool if we sat here and went into the metaverse and went to an amusement park and read some relics. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, but... but you know, you know how to pay to get on this roller coaster? Exactly, like it costs money like it does in the real world. Like I might as well go to the real world. I don't got money park. to go to Carowinds now. That wraps up the metaverse, guys. That's kind of freaking weird. I just feel like it's crazy. Like, all these companies are buying all this property in this fake world when 
people in America don't even have the money to buy a real house in the real world. In the crisis in Ukraine right now. Like, yes. why can't you just spend it to help those people? Yeah. If you have that much money. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for Ukraine, guys. They're scared. Like, I've seen the pictures of them all huddled together. Yeah. Like, Kids are dying. Yeah. It's really bad over there. I just feel like this is, there's so much more that they could have done with all this money that they're putting into this to help our country. Yeah. And help everyone. Kind of taking a turn into, like, TV. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Joker curse. Now, with all the research that I did, this was by far what had my attention the yeah. most. I this, this is crazy. I, I was learning about it, and I was like, you should look into this. Yes. This is kind of wild. And it is wild. So, I've got some notes here um, on the main, like, four people that's played the Joker, like, the big Jokers. Many people believe that the role of the Joker is cursed. Um, we're going to start with Jack Nicholson. He never really gave a lot of information on how the role, like, haunted him. He just kind of made little hints. But this is what's creepy. So, I'm going to get into Heath Ledger next. But after Heath Ledger passed away, he made a statement. Like, when someone brought it up to him, he said, well, I warned him. What? Like, that's crazy. Like, I warned him not to do this. And then he died. Like, is it cursed? Yeah. Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, like, iconic. Yeah. And I love Heath Ledger. Going into Heath Ledger now, he was very committed to method acting. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's when you pretty much don't come out of your character. Like, you you live as your character. The character. Right. Basically. So. He locked himself in a hotel room for like a month and he documented his experience in his Joker journal that he had. Mm-hmm. And he only allowed himself to sleep two hours a night. I guess that helped him kind of get into the madness part of it, you mm-hmm. know? And he unfortunately ended up passing away. Right after filming, before the movie was released, he was only 28 years old. His cause of death was an accidental overdose of sleeping pills, prescription painkillers, and anti-anxiety medication. But this is the freaking weird thing. So right before his death, before they found him in the hotel room um, where he had passed away, on the very last page of the Joker journal, it was just two words that said, bye-bye. Yeah. I feel like he he went crazy. Like, the mm-hmm. Joker is a crazy character, mm-hmm. and he just took it, and then, like, he just kind of became the Joker, and he wasn't even himself anymore. Yeah. And that's the same way I feel about Jared Leto. Um, He's but, next on my list. <laughs> and Heath Ledger, he actually won an award for the for the Joker, like, after he had died. and He, never he won got, an Oscar. Yeah, he never got to see the movie because yeah. he had passed before. People take on this role as a Joker. Like, they all kind of did the same thing. They did the method acting to kind of mm-hmm. become the Joker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jared Leto, next on the list. Um, <laughs> interviews and stuff with the cast of um, Suicide Squad came out and was, like, saying they never met Jared Leto. They never met him, never talked to him. Whenever he was there on set, he was the Joker all the time. Mm-hmm. Cameras would stop 
and he would just continue to just be in that part and he just became the joker the joker I did read where they said he was never himself he was yeah. always the joker and he spent a lot of his time alone like offset like he wasn't around other people like he didn't socialize with the cast like he stayed to himself mm -hmm. and he also did the method acting like you said um one thing i thought was weird is the gifts that he sent to the cast yeah. that he was kind of wild <laughs> he sent margot robbie like a dead rat and then sent dead pigs to everybody mm -hmm. Don't know what the motive behind that was unless he was just trying to get into the crazy part of it. But I heard that, like, he researched, like, extreme violence to, like, help get into his character. And it said that he didn't like what it did to him. Um, he said that the role impacted him differently than any other part he's ever played. And he didn't really like the way it made him feel after it was over. And he is a method actor, like, in all of his mm -hmm. roles. Like, he does this for everything. Mm -hmm. But he said that this one just felt different. Mm -hmm. And, like, he couldn't shake the Joker from him. Yeah. That's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. A lot of people didn't like the way he portrayed the Joker, but... It was, like, the gangster. Yeah, but I loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. that was his take on it, and... He, he made it work. And he did a lot of preparation for this role. Yeah. And he got a lot of hate from it. Yeah. I liked it, though. I know I'm biased, but I liked it. Wrapping it up with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, uh, it was so good. I love Joker. He said that the role terrified him and that he would often, you know, the cast said that he would often get up in the middle of shooting a scene and just walk out mm -hmm. and said that he didn't feel right said that he just felt this weird feeling and just had felt like he had to leave. And he lost 20 pounds to the role, and he said it literally made him go insane. It made him go mad. And he said that, I don't know how the role of the Joker changes people. It just does. So that he just felt very strange mm -hmm. after it was over. I've heard that they're thinking about making another movie, and I'm like, what if he makes this other movie and then something bad happens? I know. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, does he want to put himself back through that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's our thoughts on the Joker and yeah. the curse of the Joker. I thought that was very interesting. It seems like this character just impacts people in a different way. And, like, everyone's saying they just can't shake the Joker from them. This wow. is uh, kind of on the same topic as this, and I'm not going to go deep into it. I'm just going to touch on it because it's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. uh, Pennywise in the movie It, um, Bill Skarsgård, the guy who is the new Pennywise, he did an interview that said Pennywise, he's Pennywise, so it's not him as Pennywise. Like, it's a different version of Pennywise. Comes to him in his dreams and, like, scares him. And haunts him. And that's kind of strange because he plays the role. Like, he knows he's not real. Because yeah. he knows what he, goes on. He like, terrified me in that, in that movie. He is scary. Um, You know, I hate clowns. And Garrett made me go to the movie. For I was terrified. Chapter 2 in theaters. I took a blanket with me. And I kind of hit it over my face for half the movie. <laughs> but, okay. So, this guy, he's a really good looking man. He is very good he, looking. At him as Pennywise, like, He's scary. <laughs> but that man can act. Ooh, man. He, he's awesome. But, yeah, he said that he's kind of scared of Pennywise. Even though he portrays him, he's kind of scared of him. 
That's good. Which is strange. This part really isn't related to like real um, conspiracy theories and stuff. This is just um, little fun things to end the episode on because it was really dark. Yeah. But these are kind of dark too. But no, these real. these are dark. <laughs> these are dark to me and. A lot of this stuff I didn't know, but the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And it mm-hmm. kind of freaked me out because I used to watch all these shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, Rugrats. I love Rugrats, man. There's a theory that Rugrats is all a figment of Angelica's imagination and it's described as demonic. Mm-hmm. So, this is to, it's believed that all of the babies are dead. Okay, and one thing too. Like, you know, um, Angelica, like, she talks to the kids and stuff, but the adults don't talk to the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you watch it, like, Angelica, she sits there and talks to them, but the adults don't. Yeah, that's strange. I was thinking about that, too. Um, So, the theory is Chucky died in childbirth along with his mother. Tommy was stillborn. Phil and Lil's mom had an abortion. And she couldn't figure out the gender, like, in her imagination. So, she just created the twins. One a boy, one a girl. And in All Grown Up, teen Angelica was addicted to narcotics. And it aggravated her schizophrenia. So, it's believed that she was schizophrenic. And that's why she had made all this up in her head. And... Uh, when she got addicted to the narcotics, it brought her back to her childhood and triggered her visions. Mm-hmm. And the theory of it all is that she eventually died of an overdose and that her mom was also an addict and also died of a heroin overdose. Um, but they said the only non-fictional character that was actually real was Tommy's little brother, Dill. That he was the only one that was actually real. That's the dark theory of Rugrats. And what I was saying, like, the, like she's the only one that hears them and understands them, and the yeah. adults don't. They think they don't talk or, like, or, I don't know. Yeah. And that would explain why Angelica's so pissed off all the time, man. Like, because she's schizophrenic. Like, it makes kind of, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, whoever come up with that one, that was well thought out. I'm going to jump into Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I told my mom I was going to talk about Winnie the Pooh. She was like, that's where I draw the line. Because that was like her favorite show when she was younger. And she was like, I don't want to know anything about Winnie the Pooh that's oh dark. God. Piglet was my favorite. I was obsessed. I love Piglet. Um, that might be why you have anxiety now. <laughs> because <laughs> let, me, let me go into this. So in Winnie the Pooh, the theory is each character symbolizes a different mental disorder, and Piglet's is a generalized anxiety disorder. Well, I mean, Piglet were connected. You identified with Piglet, apparently, <laughs> from a young age. Pooh has an impulsive eating disorder, and he also shows signs of OCD, Eeyore depression, yeah. which you could see that. I like, I like Eeyore, too. Eeyore and Rue, the little kangaroo, he was my one of my favorites too. Owl is dyslexic and has a narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Tigger ADHD, obvious. Obviously. Obviously. Um, Kanga had social anxiety, and Rue was on the autism spectrum. I don't know what that means for me, but um, and they said Christopher Robin was schizophrenic, and that all of it was imagined. Oh, wow. So, 
that's dark. But it makes sense, though. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. It does. Because they all have those little qualities. So it's very strange. SpongeBob. SpongeBob was my shit growing up. Like, I love SpongeBob. I watch it every day. Each character represents one of the seven deadly sins. And I'm about to read them to you. And they make sense just like the Winnie the Pooh one does. Mm -hmm. Greed is Mr. Krabs. Obviously. Obviously. Envy, Plankton. Obviously. Sloth was Gary. Pride was Sandy. Wrath was Squidward. Gluttony was Patrick, and Lust was Spongebob. And they all kind of tie in and make sense. Mm -hmm. Moving on to our very last topic. A lot of people have touched on this, and I'm just going to touch on it a little bit. Yeah, this is not new news to anyone. No. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting how The Simpsons is 30 years running. And it's one of the, I think it is the longest running animated show of all time. And they predict the future, apparently. They've predicted the future on many occasions, but these were just the top ones that I thought were the most interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot more. You can read about it. Um, Donald Trump's presidency, 19 years before it actually happened. That's wild. Yes. Um, the Ebola virus. This one got me the most. This is creepy. Um, 17 years before Ebola hit, in season nine, episode three, Marge has a book and she's showing it to one of the kids. And it, the book is titled Curious George and the Ebola Virus, 17 years prior. And then another one was one of the biggest upsets at the 2018 Winter Olympics. Um, the U.S. curling team won gold over Sweden, even though the U.S. was way behind. They ended up making a comeback and winning, and it was, like, a really big upset everybody wanted Sweden to win because they were, like, the best team. And the events that happened that year in the Olympics happened almost exactly the same in a Simpsons episode released in 2010. It's season 21, episode 12. They predicted that the U.S. would win curling in the Olympics, and it happened in 2018, falling far behind, ended up catching up, and they say the events are so similar, it's very uncanny, like, yeah, very weird. Do you think the creator of The Simpsons is a time traveler who came back to create this show to warn people about future events? That would make sense. Do you think that is a possibility? See... I'm open to that idea of thinking that could be and possible. And that's a subtle way to, oh, it's on a cartoon show. Like, and he's not, like, flashing it about everywhere. But, like, he's right. like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. It's too that. similar. <laughs> it's too similar. Yeah. I guess that kind of wraps it up. The conspiracy theories for you guys. This was actually really fun. I, I learned a lot of stuff researching all of this uh, stuff I didn't know so I actually learned something and I enjoyed getting to do the research yeah. on this um, I did my it was interesting last night when I was I was rewatching Vampire Diaries <laughs> on um, Snapchats and stuff but I put put that on in the background and I did my research last night it was fun yeah I had a good time I I enjoyed it as well. That wraps up episode seven. Next episode, you guys are definitely going to want to tune in. We have something really special coming for that, and it's going to be really good. So please make sure you tune in next Wednesday for episode eight. And um, if you have any theories or you have any 
more evidence to back up some theories or anything, let us know in the comments. Um, if you want us to talk about some more of those. Yeah. So if you like this video, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like, comment, subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Um, I would love that. Please subscribe, guys. Our, a lot of work into these. <laughs> one thing I did notice is our unsubscribe to subscribed ratio of viewers is kind of starting to equal out a little bit. So yeah. you guys are subscribing. So thank you so much for that. Um, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if that's more convenient for you to listen. If you are listening on one of those platforms, thank you. Um, check love- us out on YouTube and yeah. subscribe. And we'd love to hear feedback, and even if you don't want to publicly post anything, you can message us on any of our platforms. But I love to hear from you guys, and I love to know what you think about it. We'd love to have an interaction with a lot of you, so yeah, I'd like to get to know you guys and talk about what you guys want to hear. Thanks for watching or listening. Please tune in next Wednesday for an all-new episode, and you're going to want to tune in for that one. Just trust me. It's going to be good. Juicy. Juicy, juicy stuff. (laughs) Spilling some tea, guys. Have a good week. Have a good day. Have a good life. Be confident in yourself. Love yourself. Know your worth. yourself. Yes. Words of affirmation at the end of these episodes. I like (laughs) it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.